All righty, folks, welcome to another episode of Have a Little, and it's Valentine's week, and I couldn't think of a more perfect guest to have. This guy's full of so much love. Um, to introduce you to him, uh, his uh, basically his Facebook just says it all. He's just a guy in Tennessee into tats, dudes, snacks, nostalgia, wrestling, and he was even kicked off a reality show. He's a humble guy. He's handsome. He's sweet soul, too. And I uh, love him to death. This is Mr. Benji Brown. Welcome to the show, man. Wow, thanks so much for having me. I'm, uh, the introduction is incredibly flattering. I'm <laughs> grinning from ear to ear. Well, that's you, my friend. Oh, well, thank you very much for that. Very much. So tell everybody about Benji, uh, all the cool things you've done. I mean, just that introduction right there gives you a really cool uh, background. So, you know, just... Uh, Tell everyone uh, about yourself, man. Well, uh, I guess I guess I'll start at the at kind of the beginning. When I grew up, I uh, I was lucky enough to have two parents that were there for me and uh, uh, introduced me to to music, which music ended up becoming a huge part of my life and and still is. And uh, I think my love for music kind of stemmed from them. So as I was going through high school, I didn't really know what to do. I I wasn't one of those kids that was really good as far as grades or tests. And I, uh, I knew that college really wasn't going to be for me. So as I graduated from high school, which was, I grew up in a small town, John, John, it was it's Chapel Hill, Tennessee, mm -hmm. graduating class, like 55, 60 people, oh, cool. uh, two red lights in the town. Everybody knew everybody. And I knew that I, uh, and that just wasn't for me. So as soon as I graduated, I moved to Nashville. And I stumbled into Exit In one night, just random night. I didn't know what was going on. I just went in by myself and I saw my first local show. Uh, Return to Self was on that show. Spout, Dead Sun was on it. So if there's if there's some older rock guys listening right. to this, you know, yeah, you'll know the Exit In, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So so I and then at that moment I was just like, these bands are from this town and they're not on the radio and it's a travesty that they're not. So then I started falling in love with the music scene. I was in 1920 at this point. And uh, I I just started going to the different shows and getting to know everybody. And then I asked my, my brother, his birthday was being celebrated you know, right around that time when I really was falling into it. And I was like, well, what do you want for your birthday? And uh, I said to you, how would you feel about Squad Music? And he's like, oh, that'd be awesome. So then I'm like, oh, well, okay, his birthday's two weeks away. And now I've offered him bands, and I don't even know what to do. <laughs> so I, I ended up going through these CDs, because I had supported these bands. I bought their CDs or their demos. And a lot of the time, they would have, like, for booking, call this number, or for booking, email this, you know. Right. So I just made some phone calls. So I was like, hey, dude, my name's Benji. Uh, I, I, I've got this weird idea. I want to try and book a band down in Chapel Hill. Uh, I know it's like an hour and a half drive. There's going to be no budget for anything. <laughs> uh, but we're going to try and get some kids out there. Keep in mind, this is like two weeks away, okay? Oh, so wow. I'm doing this within two weeks with no history of knowing what to do. <laughs> So I get five bands to confirm to drive an hour and a half down and play on a flatbed trailer in the middle of nowhere. Okay, wow. We get loaded in, everything's situated. I don't even know what's going on. 
and then we have roughly 300, 350 kids because we started doing flyers down in Chapel Hill nice. and being like, oh, it's a free show, no alcohol, drop your kids off, we're going to have a lot of fun. <laughs> We had 350 kids on this two-acre place right in front of my old, like, house on a flatbed trailer. And then after that, everybody just kept talking about it. They were just like, oh, it was so much fun, and we sold out a merch, and when's your next show going to be? So then I was like, oh, I would love to do that again. Now I'm going to try it in Nashville. So I knocked on the door of a place called Blue Sky Court. Uh, Blue Sky Court ended up turning into the Rutledge, and now it's Martin's Barbecue over on 4th Avenue. And that's the first place that I ever booked a show was at Blue Sky Court. And I didn't know how the money percentage worked or what the door deal was or, you know, I just, I learned it all on the fly. So after that, I just kept booking shows and I kind of made a little name for myself, just booking different bands from out of town and swapping out bands from Nashville to Atlanta or to Birmingham or to Charleston, South Carolina. And then I was trying to create a buzz. Uh, of, of these talented bands and then I kind of became known for that and it was yeah. so funny because it it started out so wholesome and I didn't go to school for it or college for it I just had a love for music and then I ended up helping I ended up booking bands like Paramore and yeah. King of Leon and the Pink Spiders and I ended up working with regional bands like Smile Empty Soul and 12 Stones and Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. And then I ended up working with Papa Roach and was on the road with them for two and a half weeks. And then I worked with Hailstorm for a little bit. So then it just ended up just becoming this huge dream that was just realized. And the, the reason why I kind of had to slow down or stop it was just I wasn't making money doing it. Right. It was more of a passion. Right, John, you know this better than, than, <laughs> than anybody. You know, you're not really going to make money on a local level doing right. stuff that we do, John. And of so that's kind of why I fell out of it. And uh, But beyond that, man, John, that I, I was on a reality show called Worst Cooks in America. That was awesome. I mean, uh, that was so cool. I, I remember you guys invited me to the party and everything. That was awesome. Yeah, tell everybody about this. This was so cool. Uh, yeah, we. Uh, I, I, I've always been a picky eater. I, I like plain cheeseburgers, pepperoni <laughs> pizza, uh, hot dogs with nothing on it. Did I? Mean, just, I hate it all. I hate it all. So um, a friend of mine from California who I met through a band that I booked – uh, he was like, Benji, there's a show. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's called Worst Cooks in America, and you would be perfect for it. <laughs> and at the time, I didn't know what it was or anything. And then so uh, he sent me this email, and I read the description. I'm like, yeah, I'll try it out. I mean, it's like I can't cook, and I hate everything. So it would be kind of funny. So I called, and within about – it was six months, uh, John, of going back and forth, emails, phone okay. calls, Skype interviews. They even came to Nashville and uh, set up an interview time for me to go into this hotel so I got to, like, go up to the loft on the main floor, and, like, when I got off the elevator, they handed me, like, this cold bottle of water and a wash rag, and we're like, are you okay, Mr. Brown? Come have a seat. And, like, it was so crazy. Like, <laughs> So then finally, they I, I made the show. They were like, we're going to – it was about two weeks. To, well, no, it was about a month, I guess. They were like, um, you know, we're probably going to have you on the show. We're going to send you the contract. We need you to read through it and, and, and whatever and sign it and send it back to us, and, and it's not confirmed yet, but we just got to get our ducks in a row. And I'm like, okay, cool. So then they called me on a Monday and had me fly out on a Thursday. I had three days notice. 
Wow. For, like, like, so it was just, it's just once, it was such a long process, and then it jumped to being so fast. Yeah, that's Hollywood. <laughs> What'd you say? That's Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. So, so I flew out, they flew me to Brooklyn, put me in a hotel for a couple of nights, and then they ended up moving all the contestants into a house, and we all lived with each other. But I was out there just a little over two weeks, and then sent home, and, uh, <laughs> It, it was it was so much fun. I wouldn't trade it for the world. They did this fun little thing where they took us to this college and we filmed a commercial. We spent like 14 hours filming a commercial for the season. Um, I didn't last very long. I lasted a, a handful of episodes. But uh, you, if, if anyone's interested, you guys can go on to Discovery Plus or Hulu or netflix it's all on there it's all season five Excellent. and uh just start with episode one and uh yeah it was it was great i had a blast yeah and all during this time too uh you know i was lucky enough to to meet you and your partner there andy and you guys are amazing people and you actually oh. help you you actually used your talents to help uh a good friend of mine out you um helped uh book a show for us over at the rutledge and uh, it was for um, my friend Patty and her daughter that has passed on now, it was a cancer benefit. And I will never forget you for getting those folks together and booking that Rutledge for us, you and Andy putting that together. And, uh, you know, I'm so indebted to you. I, I'm looking at the poster right now in front of me. And uh, that, that was amazing. And then you also were, you know, uh, important in getting the other group I played with for a long time, the Red Wine Effect, into the Hard Rock Cafe. Uh, you and Andy got that taken care of, too. So, you know, your talents have been uh, so, so awesome. And I'm so glad that you're still out there doing now. We're now with all that being said right now, with all the crazy COVID stuff and all that going on and, uh, you know, moving forward, um, what are you, what are you working on now? Or do you have any projects, projects going on now for yourself or anything new? Uh, no, not really. What I, I'm, just, I'm basically just sitting at home right now. I'm recuperating from, I had an aortic dissection uh, a year ago, well, yesterday, actually. And uh, it kind of put me on the shelf for a right. little bit. For just a little background on that, it's just, uh, it's basically a issue with high blood pressure. And it's, I was in the hospital for a little over two weeks there. I was in ICU for about eight days. And, uh, it's it's now that the blood pressure's taken care of, and now I got to get my physicality back up. I can't mm -hmm. stand or walk for more than ten or fifteen minutes at a time, and so I haven't been able to work for a year. Um, so that's the long answer to what could have just been a simple no. I have nothing going <laughs> it's on okay. right now, John. I'm I'm sitting at home, biting at the bit, ready to do something, and I just don't know what to do. And I've got these ideas. Excellent. Uh, uh, much like you, John, that I uh, talking about starting a podcast. I oh, you'd be amazing. Have, I have talked about. Uh, uh, well, Exit In, I actually did a show a couple of months ago at Exit In. Exit In's just kind of my home away from home now that the Rutledge is uh, yeah. uh, no longer. Yeah, barbecue uh, place. <laughs> uh, yeah, now it's Martin's Barbecue, and I won't eat there anyway. So, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, I, um, so Exit In is so nice. Exit In is, is celebrating their 50th anniversary this year, and they asked me, they gave me a phone call one day and said, we are doing a series of events called 50 for 50. Basically, it's 50 shows in celebration of the 50 years that Exit has been alive. And we want you, Benji, to do one of the shows. He said, you, I, and they were so flattering. They were like, 
even a name in Nashville for 15 years and been doing this for that long. And I couldn't, uh, I, and I couldn't imagine exiting giving me a call and giving me that opportunity. So I was very blessed. Um, so I, we built the show and it did really, really well. It was on a Friday night. We had a little over 150 people in the film. That's the awesome. Fantastic. And it just gave me that itch, John. You know how it is. You go oh, a couple yeah. months without doing anything. You start playing a, a, some drums in the basement and you're just like, oh, I gotta go. Exactly. Uh, so <laughs> I called him literally a week later and I'm like, when can I do another show? Exit in. Mr. Exit in. When can I do something? Um, so I do actually have another date uh, coming up in May. Excellent. Um, it's, a, it's a Sunday. It's the last Sunday of the month of May and I literally have no bands on it. I have no, I, I'm, I'm going to get back into it but it's been so long there's so many new bands uh, that i'm discovering and finding and and i want to at the same time find new talent and get the talent kind of out there a little bit more do what i can do to help them like i did uh you know the other bands before like throwing gravity or darling parade Mm -hmm. or any of those bands that that i had a huge hand in helping um i want to be able to have to do that again or I also want to stay loyal to the bands that I've worked with. So I want to see what, you know, other lead singer of a certain band is doing now. And does he have a new project or does the drummer of one of my favorite bands, does he have a new project? So I kind of, it's, I really want to take my time with this one and, and see and try and maybe create a, a mixture of those two worlds. You that'd know? Be, that'd so, be awesome. Yeah, so, but beyond that, I don't know. I'm just going to sit here and watch some TV and go to some wrestling shows, I guess, John. I'm glad you said that because now I'm segueing right into that. I know you are a massive wrestling fan. And tell tell our folks a little bit about that before we uh, sign off today. Tell them all about this wrestling uh, love that you have. I think it's so cool. Oh, it's so funny. It's kind of an obsession, John, and not in the gay way. I'm not <laughs> going for these guys, like, like watching them be like, ooh, look at guys in their underwear. Oh, I understand that. <laughs> oh, John, this is an art form that a lot of people won't understand. Wrestling is, is such a, oh, I don't know. It just gets me excited. Okay, so, John, my mom was a huge fan of wrestling, and so was my grandfather, her dad. Yep, my and- grandfather, too. Yeah, so I, I didn't even know what wrestling was. And so we were up in Iowa, where my mom grew up, Iowa City, Iowa, and we were visiting my grandfather. And on a Saturday morning around Christmas time, Hacksaw Jim Duggan walked into the ring. Awesome. And at that point, I'm like, this guy has a two by four and an American flag, and all these people are going crazy. What is this? And then so I started falling in love with it, and I got to actually go to my to my first wrestling event here in Nashville um, and it was at the Municipal Auditorium and it was a house show now a house show is is a wrestling event that's just not televised it's not like a Monday Night Raw mm-hmm. or Smackdown it's just uh, we're just going to wrestle for the people that are here that are here right yeah. um, so on that night was Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair oh wow any huge wrestling fan knows that like Ric Flair was only in WWF for a little amount of time, and they were trying to build that little feud for WrestleMania 8 back in 1992, and it just never happened. So for me to be that, like, that was my first one, is, like, so sentimental now, knowing the history of wrestling. Because I'm like an encyclopedia, John. You oh, ask me I know. anything right now about anything, I can tell you pretty much whatever you need to know. Um, so yeah, after that, I just started going. I just every anytime Nashville has WWF or WWE or 
uh, any of the, like, AEW now is a wrestling company that's doing really, really well. I'm a huge fan of them. But, I mean, I've even fallen in love with, like, the independent ones. The Basement East hosted this wrestling event every couple months for a while uh, called Southern Underground Pro. And I started actually getting involved a little bit with, I actually, when I worked at the National Palace, of all places, booked Cody Rhodes, who is Dusty Rhodes' son. Oh, wow. How cool. Uh, uh, I booked him for a cigar meet and greet Q&A event. <laughs> and so, like, I kind of fell into booking more in the wrestling stuff, which means that's where I freak out. I was lucky enough at Hard Rock Cafe to uh, be kind of like the, the chauffeur for Gene Simmons when he signed and get into this bass guitar giveaway. Oh, and wow. Ringo Starr celebrated his birthday. I was kind of that guy that had to make sure he got from point A to point B to point C. So oh, I've been cool. lucky enough to rub elbows with with brilliant artists and, and, and celebrities. But when you get me, and I'm fine with it, I, I don't, I don't buckle. I'm, I'm just yes sir, no sir. I don't fangirl. I don't get excited. <laughs> but John, you put me with with Cody Rhodes or a professional wrestler, I get embarrassed and buckle and don't know what to say to somebody <laughs> because and I don't, I can't explain it. Professional wrestling, I'm just such a fan. But I mean, it's I. There's a Funko is a company that releases these wrestling figures, yep. um, and I have all these Funko Pop figures. I've got at least a hundred of them, John, and this in my living room right now, just on display on shelves. It's an unhealthy obsession that I've put way too much money into, but no. I wouldn't trade it for the world because everyone's going to have something like that. Well, you're, you're you know, not... something that makes them happy <laughs> and that you can spend stupid money on when you've got it to spare. You exactly. Know? And wrestling's just that thing for me. You, so. you are not alone in that. I'm looking at my Funkos right now in the room where I'm recording. <laughs> yeah, that, it's, it's an, that's a whole other obsession by itself, John. They... they you know, you then they've got the the Walking Dead ones and yeah. the, uh, all the Energizer Bunny yep. and the Daredevil and you know it's the Funko Pop things are amazing. Oh, it is so, so funny. I'm looking at my uh, Bob Ross one right now and the Police, <laughs> the uh, band of Police. Yeah, I love it, man. I've got John Oliver sitting next to Sharknado <laughs> and Taz from the Warner Brothers cartoon. Oh my god, so, that's so awesome. Oh, that's that's for part two, John. You have me back for part two. <laughs> oh, Let's are you kidding Funko me? That would be so cool. Well, I want to thank you, man, for taking the time out and spending time with us on the show here. And uh, I want to wish you uh, some good health here moving forward, my friend. And, of course, Andy, give him my best and all your family members. And I hear, is that the, the dog in the back? <laughs> Ah, ah. Oh, I definitely, I definitely will, John. And you're so sweet to bring up those things, like the the red white effect and those oh, shows. God. It makes me so happy to be able to help out friends, and not just friends. Like John, we, I mean, we haven't really hung outside of working at you know at the the country music right. thing. But you've always been so nice, and I feel like uh, I've always been indebted to you as a friend, just oh. because you you gave us the time of day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a, a lot of people would look at us and and and. You know, sometimes I just have a different of opinion. But, John, anytime you need something, if there's oh, anything God. I can do to help you, you know I'm right here for it. I so. appreciate it. And, you know, and that's why I'm, I'm doing this show, too. You know, I, I had written a song called Have a Little uh, with my um, – she's kind of – she's like my sister, Kathy Redwine. And it's all about having a little faith, having a little, you know, hope, but having a lot of love and doing what you love and, and just put all this stupid stuff behind us, you know, all the politics and all that stuff. 
and just go with our hearts and use the gift that we have. And that's what you're using. And that's why you're on this show today, man. And I'm so glad. I really appreciate it again. Well, folks, this is uh, again our uh, our Valentine's Day show. And this is Mr. Benji Brown here. And I want to thank him again before we go. And uh, as we sign off, folks, always remember to always have a little faith, have a little love. I mean, have a little love, have a lot of love, folks, for everything you do and uh, make sure you're doing what you love. And remember, there's always more room for more music. <laughs>